Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to that stupid fantasy football show. I'm Tim here today with Adam. What's up, Adam? Hello. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Ah, I'm super. It's uh, the end of August and it's fantasy season for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. I'm pumped. Oh, I'm juiced. Juiced. I've been, I've been taking HGH all week. <laughs> Uh, have you had any drafts yet? Um, no. Our draft on Sunday will be the first one. Okay. And then you're speaking of our Tyler Perry League draft, longtime keeper league. Uh, oh, yeah. boy, that's going to be a blast. Oh, yeah. Big oh, time. boy. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I was in one last night. Um, oh, wow. Adam. How'd it and, go? Uh, yeah. It, you know, it went, I think it went pretty well. It was, it was kind of a rush job in some ways. In that uh, I had a live thing to do at nine and it was, it started at eight. So I knew it was going to bleed over and I was going to have to kind of keep my eye on it. Multitask. (laughs) Yeah, but it was only a pick or two late, you know, to do because um, the the draft moved quickly. Most of these people, actually on CBS, uh, you can see how long it takes people to draft, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and most people are like in the fifteen second range uh, in wow. that first and second round. Yeah, so it was Speed really draft. cruising. Yeah, yeah, really cruising. And this draft um, is also a keeper league, and um, the settings of the the scoring settings are a bit interesting. Uh, so I kept George Kittle in the twelfth round. I kept Tyreek the Freak Hill in the fourth round. Not bad. And I kept um, Kareem Hunt in the 10th round. Wow, okay. So those were predetermined um, picks. And so that's one thing that kind of makes makes this draft and league a little bit weird is some of that stuff is like all over the map, you know? And, uh, and it's kind of an issue when you're, when you're in the draft room and, and people who are in a league like this on CBS will probably know exactly where I'm going with this because um, it doesn't tell you that that, like 10th round pick has already been allocated. It just, it looks like it's coming up. So you're like, okay, I'm planning my draft around and that it's pick. It's like, game. oh, you picked Kittle. <laughs> right. You oh, picked okay. Kareem Hunt there. Uh, oh, yeah. The other day. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. You do kind of get a feel for what's more valuable. I'm not sure if I'd go back and select Kareem Hunt's looking back. Um, yeah. But who was, who, uh, do you remember who was around at that time? Yeah. Well, I got the draft recap up. So I did want to go over some of these. Yeah, like who who was around in that tenth round that you could have picked instead of Kareem Hunt? Okay, let's go here. Uh, let's see: Noah Fant, Sterling Shepard, Jordan Howard, Tevin Coleman, Hayden Hurst, Darius Slayton. Those players were drafted in the tenth round. Yeah, like I think those tight ends I like there, but uh, you already had Kittle with a great value, so I don't think you get too mad about that. The only person that maybe would have been somebody I would have been intrigued with depending on who you had drafted before was Sterling Shepard. Right. I think that's a pretty good value there at the 10th pick and maybe at the end of the day could score more points than Kareem Hunt. I don't know if the rest of those players I saw, I think score more points than Kareem Hunt. Right. And Sterling Shepard for sure could. Especially in full point PPRs, I like Shepard. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I am a little wary of that. Giants team because I don't really know where those targets are going to be allocated. I know there's what three of them off the top of my head. Um, and I'm not really sure I trust Daniel Jones as a passer of the football yet. I mean, I know he was swinging it a bit last year. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think he could be decent. I mean, I think maybe it's more my, 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 uh, fantasy head is mm-hmm. thinking he could be decent because he actually ran the ball pretty well. Um, I mean, he has some good targets. I mean, yeah. Saquon's going to be fully healthy this year. Yeah. Um, you know, they still got Golden Tate, right? Yeah, so so they got Golden Tate, uh, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton, who yeah. was a good rookie last year, so he's not yeah. going to be forgotten. So I think they kind of have a lot of weapons. Yeah, I think that's an offense that actually could be 
kind of surprising um, compared to last year. And I think it just depends on, I think last year, the big problem was offensive line. Um, So if they could, if that could be better this year, then yeah, that team could be, they could have four or five valuable fantasy players. But that's what I worry about. Like it, it kind of seems like they, they're going to take away from each other. Um, Well, I do. But I do think Sterling Shepard in the 10th is is still a good value, and that's probably the guy I'd go after too. Yeah. Yeah, if you didn't take Hunt there. Yeah. Which I um, think is still pretty good value for the tenth for a 10th rounder because he probably would have went probably, what, 7th, 8th round? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. it's a full point PPR. Um, and uh, and then so you can keep players in the 7th round, the players that you select in the 7th round or later. Okay. So that kind of messes, makes the like sixth round kind of weird, sixth and seventh round kind of weird a little bit. Um, so it's, it's, you know, and yeah, as I said, full point PPR, but it's also, um, I think it's one point for every 20 receiving yards and not 10. Okay. <laughs> so that really kind of makes it. Levels so, it out a little bit. Yeah, but also a pass catching running back who also uh, runs the ball super super valuable. So yeah. in this league, they tend to go off the board it's right one away point for every ten yards for rushing. That's right, and yeah. um, and usually those top running backs, like usually the first round, is pretty indicative of a redraft league first round because those players are not being kept. No. So uh, as an example here, I'll go through uh, the first few picks: McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott. Uh, Edwards Hilaire, Derek Henry. So well, you see Edwards Hilaire was the fourth pick in the draft. Fourth pick in the draft. How do you feel about that? Oh, wow. That's insane to me. Drafting a guy fourth that hasn't played a snap in the NFL. Well, right. I, was, I was ready to take him uh, ninth. If he was ninth, there, I would have taken him ninth. ninth. I could see a little bit more, but drafting him above. Uh, Kamara, yeah, or man, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kamara was kept actually. So oh, okay. Kamara was yeah. Okay. So, but Derek Henry, um, Dalvin Cook was still there. Josh mm. Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Joe yeah, Mixon. yeah. I think I just uh, feel a little safer with those guys. I feel like the upside with Hilaire is pretty good, but like I said, he's never played a snap in the NFL. I mean, yeah, like. I don't know. I don't know. He's probably going to have a good season with uh, without uh, Damian Williams oh, there. Oh, you know? for sure. Oh, for sure. That yeah. I mean, that's what makes him that much more valuable. But the four uh, over all those uh, other yeah. guys. And I don't see him as some generational talent or anything particularly all that special. Yeah, like he was good at LSU. He wasn't this like uh, – like feared back that you know he played really well he was played with a really good quarterback a really good offensive line like yeah i see a lot of people comparing him to me maurice jones drew and yeah that would be great especially fantasy wise but like he took a few years to develop yeah i mean it just it takes time with the nfl i mean some guys when they do have that pedigree where they're just like like Zeke and, you know, like, like good guys like, yeah, like Barkley, uh, you know, guys like that. Yeah. They'll, they'll be able to step in and be effective right away. Is this guy going to be able to maybe for sure. And if he is, then yeah, that pick maybe makes sense, but to have guys like cook and Jacobs and Sanders all taken after him. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a little suspect, but um, but I'm not going to hate on him for it. Uh, some t- some of these teams also had multiple draft picks because they like tanked last year. Yeah, and it's and, also a keeper yeah. league too. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's something where even if he isn't great this year and maybe comes on at the end of the year, kind of like Miles Sanders did last year. You know, you have to be really excited about him heading into next year. Although, can you keep him if you drafted him that early? No, you oh. it, only players in the seventh round or later. Then how'd you keep uh, um, Hill? Tyreek Hill yeah. in the fourth because I drafted him originally, I think, in the seventh. Oh, years um, ago. And, then, and it keeps yeah, on escalating. Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I've kept him, I think, three times now. Now he's a fourth rounder. I think this is the last time I can keep him. I've never drafted with CBS. Oh, yeah. It's fine. I guess. I mean, I guess some some perks, sure. Sure. I don't really care. You know? How'd you even get involved with that? 
see you. Guys. Oh, it's a friend of mine, a friend of mine's league, uh, oh, his like home league that okay. I'm kind of in. Cool. And uh, yeah, but um, so I ended up going with Devonte Adams in the in the first round, ninth pick. I had the ninth pick, and it's a ten team league. Ooh, and okay. uh, based on the the projected points, and you know, it's just a projection, obviously, but with the scoring settings being a little wonky, it's kind of something you need to look at and Mm -hmm. even filter and search by because you don't want to get got. Yeah. Like (laughs) like, Oh, I really like this guy. He's a really great talent. And then realize that with the scoring settings, like maybe he's not as good as he would be in other leagues. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so Devonte Adams was, was projected at 245 points and uh, and I like that he was still on the board. Julio Jones was still on the board. He was projected around the same, a little less. Um, but I was like, I kind of viewed them as equal. Maybe Adams a little bit better in this scenario. Mm-hmm. I know I had two picks near the turn. I got nine, and I got uh, what's that? Twelve or yeah, twelve. And uh, so Miles Sanders was on the board. Joe Mixon. I was looking at that, those two, and I knew the guy behind me um, had no running back. So I knew he was going to go at least one or I, I assumed he was going to go one running back. Was this but I liked team? Adams. 12 teams? That's nah, a 10 team. Okay. 10 teams. So I ended up going with Adams and Mixon went, uh, fell to me in the second, which I was fine with. Yeah. Who did he take Sanders and who else? Kelsey. Okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't think he would take Mixon and Sanders, but that was a risk. I guess I took, yeah. I, I could have gotten, Drake or Jones, and I realized after I did it, I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna do, he's gonna take." You would have probably taken. I think you would have taken Devonte there, depending on yeah. who he kept. But I would assume you would have taken Sanders and or yeah, Sanders and Devonte. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, and then maybe you would have taken Kelsey, or but you already had Kittle. Yeah, no, I would have taken uh, Sanders probably. No, you would have um, gotten if- Mixon again. Mixing no, again, yeah. Or who would you take? Mixon and Julio, Julio, probably. Or yeah, you'd have taken yeah. Julio the next pick. You think you'd have taken yeah. Mixon? Um, where you picked Devonte, you'd think you'd have taken Mixon over Sanders. I think I would have taken Sanders. Okay, okay. So you would have yeah. gotten Sanders and Julio if you would have taken Sanders bef- without Devonte. You'd have probably taken right. Mixon and Devonte. Right. And, and fair point, because I think that it uh, does ultimately boil down to my preference of Adams over Julio by a little bit more than, than, than Sanders yeah. over Mixon. Yeah. I think then you played it right. Yeah. So it's interesting. You can kind of strategize like that. I like Mixon. Yeah. I think finally player. he'll have some sort of consistent quarterback play there. Um, you know, cause he was really good when Andy Dalton was playing well. Um, yeah. But, he was, but yeah. Oh, oh, this this, this just in this Uh-oh. breaking news. Um, oh no! I I got a, a word that uh, the number one pick in our Tyler Perry draft will be Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Okay, yeah, no surprise. No, there. no, no surprise there. But uh, just just and this just puts in. You on the clock. That puts you on the clock. It now. does. I'm on the clock. Until Sunday, so uh, at eleven oh one. So this is um this is the Tyler Perry keeper league, and we're talking about really the fifth round because there are forty eight players that are kept. Uh, every team in this twelve team league keeps four. Mm-hmm. So you have the the second pick in the fifth round, uh, and this is the first time rookies are available. Yeah, and uh, so will you tell us who you're going to pick with the second pick? Then? I mean, I got to do a little research and I got to see who isn't capped, but I would assume I'm leaning towards um, Jonathan uh, Taylor. Right. Jonathan well, Taylor uh, Thomas. <laughs> That's a great. I gotta find. Name. I gotta find a guy with the last name Thomas or first name Thomas. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Oh, I gotta trade for him. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta give. I gotta um, give Elliot everything for Michael Thomas. Well, I I actually selected Jonathan Taylor in the um, fifth round in this league. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I think the potential. Yeah. I think the potential is really, really exciting. Um, I just don't know, like at first how valuable he'll be. And I know that's what everybody's saying. And I'm, yeah, I agree. Like, I don't know. It's hard to, until you see it all play out, but I just think 
the talent is like I think he has like Saquon Barkley type talent in terms of he does. The, the running back style. Um, I think you know pass catching I think improves in the NFL because you're just practicing it so much more. So I think he'll be a fine pass catcher, kind of like Barkley is. Um, and they and pass blocker. Is and he's really a good, the most important. And he's a very thing. good pass blocker. Um, but that's the most important thing to keep a running back on the field during passing downs. Absolutely. I mean, I do worry Naheem Hines will cut into some of his catches. I, I know, obviously, they're going to use Marlon Mack. He isn't going to just disappear unless they trade him or something. But that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, but their offensive line is so good. Uh, and, and I like coming to that situation, like, I just feel like the more and more as the season goes on, people are like that team going to have no choice, but to put him in there more and more and more. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Frank Reich likes to rotate the backs. Um, Phil, Philip Rivers doesn't mind making oh, the, he uh, loves the dink running backs He loves the dink and dunk. He, I mean, wh- he how, many, how many receptions did uh, um, uh, Eckler, Eckler have last year? He had, like 90, he had like 90 some receptions last year. Well, combined Gordon too from from seasons past. They he made them both. Um, he made Eckler fantasy viable because of how much he threw the ball to the running yeah. backs. And Gordon, it made him like a five catch guy game, which was uh, you know basically puts him in the top tier of running backs. Um, so that's the upside you're talking about for Jonathan Taylor. And we're saying that he's even more talented than Melvin Gordon on uh, one of the best offensive lines in the league. So maybe it doesn't completely unfurl itself this year, but I would have to say that that selection at number two is money in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be hard for me to not do that. I mean, I I just don't see, I just don't see anybody else at that position where I'm like, the upside is as high. And I feel like, yeah, it's just, you know, I would kick myself if I didn't take him. And then, you know, come week eight and he's just, you know, one of the top 10 running backs in the league, you know, I'd be really, really upset. So in this league, um, as, as the turn happened after I selected Taylor, uh, Cam Akers and DeAndre Swift were still on the board. I had one more selection before the keeper round started, and I really didn't want those guys eligible. Um, for keepers, I was noticing and delighted that they both that all three of those running backs slid to the uh, late fifth, um, early sixth yeah. round. That's Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, DeAndre DeAndre Swift. The and three, I feel, uh, three very exciting rookie running. Yeah, backs. and I feel like that's kind of their area where they're being drafted right, right now. And I think you know, obviously Jonathan Taylor a little before the other guys. But uh, what what did you end up doing? Well, preferably, I probably wouldn't have gone with two, but because we were staring down the barrel of keeper, that yeah. keeper round starting, I didn't want anyone to have a chance to get one of those guys. Interesting strategy. <laughs> and I got called out for it in the chat. They said, oh, it's a little early for those guys. And I was like, or, or they were like, keeper round is starts next round. And I was like, bingo. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's exactly why yeah. I did it. <laughs> Yeah, I, so, I don't want you fucked uh, sure. them. Yeah, I'm not sure if everyone got it. And then I just wrote defense in the chat room. And I don't, again, I don't know if, who got it or what, but Shoot. it seemed pretty obvious to me. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Who did you, did you have, how many running backs did you have with you? Because you had three at that, at that point. So that's right. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. I had Mixon, Kareem Hunt and Jonathan Taylor. And how many wide receivers did you have at that point? I had just Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Interesting. Yeah, I really, what, what, I really punted receiver. What, what receiver? For a while in this what draft. receivers were there? Well, DJ Chark went right at the end of the fifth, and I really like DJ I Chark, did, and I, I would like, have probably, I like him. I probably would have taken him um, if this guy at the turn took both Swift and Acres. I would have taken Chark. Okay. But he took Acres and Shark, and I took Swift. Okay. Yeah, which I'm happy with. Word. Uh, so, and then Marquise Brown went, who I like uh, who I could have kept. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, that would have been a better value than what I ended up with with Kareem Hunt. 
So I should have done that. So who was your seventh round pick? Oh, wait. But the, the real reason I did it is because I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to get good running backs in this league. And I know how important Interesting. They are, but, and then you ended up having a bounty back, full of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And looking back, they were available online. Were, were people, I, I should have let Were people go. just going after other positions or it, it's just kind of the way it worked out? just a weird draft. Like, I think these guys are good. You know, I've, I've never won this league. I've, I've, I think I've made the playoffs every season, um, but I've never won it. Um, and I have the, but I have the best record, I think since I've been in the league, but, but only like one playoff win. So that's, yeah, an, issue, that's, but that's an issue. That's Regular season champ yeah. there. Yeah. No, that's, that that's is annoying really when you're in a league about, where you're but... like, I've, I'm in a league like that where I, I, but I have won the league once and, uh, yeah. Like everyone does pick stupid picks like throughout the draft. You know, there's always a team yeah. that's just awful. Um, there's people that pick defenses and kickers way too early. Um, but it's a fun, it's like all my buddies back home. But it, it's really annoying when you consistently make the playoffs, consistently have one of the best records, and then you get bounced in the first round. Just dumb luck. Uh, is it a 10 it's actually league? been it's actually kind of gone back and forth from a 12 to a 14 team league huh. um no oh. i was gonna say that i think that stuff is more likely in a 10 team league um where randomness takes over a little bit in the playoffs well, I, I usually end up like losing like if i do lose i usually lose in like the semifinals or the finals like so like i, I usually play pretty well but then i'm in another league where uh it's only a 10 team league. And I feel like I'm much worse at that because I feel like in a 10 team league, everyone kind of has a good team. Um, yeah. So like, even if you're good at fantasy football, like it's hard to really pull away from the pack. Although one guy, the guy, the commissioner of the league, like consistently wins or is like in the finals every year. Um, and he always usually builds a pretty good team, but um, he usually ends up getting a pretty high draft pick every year. And I feel like that really, like, I, like the past several years, I've always been at the end of that draft, um, which I feel like in a 10-team league can be kind of tough sometimes, especially if you're like the eighth pick, ninth pick. You're not getting – I don't mind it this year. This year, I I, I don't mind any yeah, position. Yeah, but I feel like in terms of uh, – like if you're in a re- – you're not in a – you're just in a redraft league and you don't have anybody kept, I feel like if you can't get one of those top running backs or you can kind of get two solid running backs, uh, then it's it's kind of tough. Um, and, like, because I feel like the first, what, the first four or five picks are all running backs, and then you get, like, Michael Thomas yeah. and then a couple more running backs. And if you're sitting there at 10, all those top running backs might be gone. And you're, like, looking at Kenyon Drake or um, – you know, who who else? David Johnson as your running back one. Yeah, Aaron Jones, which I wouldn't no. be thrilled about. I like, like all these guys talent, can be but... are can definitely be good and really solid, but it's not somebody you're like really excited about. Like I think, yeah. you know, like like Mixon or um Sanders or Jacobs, I'm excited about those guys. But after those guys, not much excitement. Not thrilled. Mm-hmm. And you can miss out all those guys if you get the ninth or tenth pick in that in a redraft league, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I found I found this league it just it's it was so deep. Yeah, last ten, night. ten team, up, ten uh, team leagues. But like I said, that means yeah. everyone else's team is usually pretty good too. Um, and there's right. probably like if you feel like oh my team's great, there's probably one or two other great teams in there too. Whereas with a fourteen team league, yeah. if you have a great team you might have the best team in the league and you might be able to really steamroll through the regular season. Yeah. I don't feel like I have the best team far yeah. away by, by at all, like at all in this league. Um, but I think I did pretty well. I think the way you win in this league is to build uh, your three great keepers and then hit a, on a draft, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I, I would say I don't have great key, like great keepers. If cream hunt hits, and uh, and Hill is good again, and Kittle is what we expect. Then then they're probably great. But um, well, yeah, they're I, probably that value that value for Kittle is unbeatable. That's unbeatable. Yeah, 
Yeah. In retrospect, I should have kept Brown, but I really felt fine with what I ended up doing with receiver. Um, I, I just loaded up on them late. Yeah. There's basically. a lot of guys and, um, like pretty late that you can get, yeah. I think could be really valuable. Like Christian Kirk, I, I know goes pretty late in drafts. Um, yeah. Yep, I, like I all did those get him, all those actually. rookies. I I mean, I know it's always like, you know, wide receiver rookie is always you know, usually tough to bank on. But like, some of those guys I think are going to hit. I don't know which ones, yeah. but I think some of those guys are going to hit. Whether it's uh, C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy or um, um, Rugs or Rager or yeah. Edwards. Yeah, there's a lot of good and then names. Like, um, you really even just the tier don't below know. them, like the the uh, Justin Jefferson, Justin, you know the the kid who went to Minnesota. Um, yeah, there's a the uh, Mims uh, from New York. Like, there's a lot of what rookie wide receivers that you could get late at drafts. I think you know, if especially if you're just taking a flyer, like can really hit for you, or even right. be potential keepers yeah. going into next year, like. You know, they. I, I'm interested to see rugs personally. I am too. Yeah, I actually took Brian Edwards um, in the 16th yeah. round, and he's on the yeah. Raiders too. And I felt like, ah, well, you know, he was one of the guys available, and it ended up being a pretty deep league again in full point PPR. So, and Edwards is a guy who looks pretty good. So, and far they don't have much. Way, they so. don't have much at the wide receiver position there outside of rugs, and that's he's a rookie too. So, like. And Terrence Williams is out, or potentially not out, but uh, I believe Torres Labrum, which Yikes. is never a Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Darren Waller is going to get receptions, but that's just, you know, one tight end. Like, I think there's a lot. There's yeah, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, he's pretty solid, but I, I think there's plenty of targets to be had there. Um, and I, I don't think cars, I don't think like- cars finished. I think they have a decent offensive line. Yeah. I think they'll actually they, – I mean, they were actually a surprise team. Like, I thought they were going to be awful last year, and they are actually pretty decent. So um, – and Josh Jacobs is a great running back, so that frees up your wide receivers even more. So, I, yeah, I, I think that's a team and that's an offense where I think you can get some valuable pieces late in the draft. Yeah, I like it. Um, and you don't know who it, who's going to be valuable, but I really think – if your draft is deep enough, then take a shot on several yeah. of these guys. What about this guy, Laviscus Chenal? Do you know, I know he's like about a, this guy? a freak, like DK Metcalf sort of guy. Um, but he's been had a right. bunch of injuries. Um, from what I read, like kind of raw, like not, you know, still will need to learn how to run routes. I don't think a guy that will necessarily have huge value this year. But uh, yeah. definitely, you know, late in the draft, I, I, I could, could be flash. a little flyer. But I don't think the guy is going to have much value this year, at least early on in the season. Because he's been, he's, yeah. he came into, like, the draft injured, I believe. Um, so, right. like. Um, what about Paris Campbell? Uh, Oh, hey, uh, Ryan Ben Harris is in the chat room, and uh, yeah, he wants who's, to hop on. Ryan ben Come Harris? on in, Ryan Ben Harris. He's uh, he's we know he's a sports fan. He is from uh, the Boston area. He's been to the hello, hometown hello. studios. How's it going, guys? Uh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? You guys, healthy and yeah, stuff. We, yeah, hanging in. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yes, we are. That's awesome. I yeah. uh, listen all the time. You guys do a great job. I love the show. Oh, thanks. <laughs> What do you think? It's going to be a season this you, year. Is there going to be a full season or a partial season? I think there's going to be a full season unless there's like a massive outbreak. Um, I, I because I'm like surprised baseball is still going. So yeah, me too. I, I thought that would have been shut yeah. down a while ago for sure. After the Cardinals whole outbreak, I thought okay, but they're they found ways to do it. Um, it'll be interesting if they have to cancel games. I don't know how they'll necessarily we could have like tuesday or wednesday games i guess i don't know yeah i was thinking that too like i, I think that if they uh, if they start moving the schedule around you might see a lot of prime time games um on like like you said tuesday wednesday because the nfl is already running games for a uh, part of the year on saturdays um and there's a thursday game every week so i think they but the problem is i don't know what the players are going to think about that i don't know if they're going to want to like just start playing games in the middle of the week and yeah you know, like, that could be a big issue for them. yeah what if you play like a game like sunday morning and then have to play a game like 
Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disaster. Well, I don't think the NFL would yeah, they wouldn't do that to anyone. I think they, they understand recovery time is needed uh, in this sport. Um, and I will say for all the bullshittery that the NFL kind of puts us through as fans, um, they do have a good handle on staying fluid with okay. things. And uh, so I do kind of have some faith that they could maybe do the right thing if an outbreak happened or even if like one or two teams went down because that's a problem for the whole league too because of the schedule yeah. as we're saying um and so i think maybe they space it out a little bit maybe like after, if if this happens after the first month or something they you know just throw a bye week in there you know push everything back one week you know no yeah, one's going to those games yeah, anyway that could, that could have What's where you deal? know the super bowl might end up happening in like march <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, what, I, but happens, I, I could you know? see that, or I could see like, you know, obviously they're going to try to, from what I've read, try to be pretty strict uh, on people like leaving facilities and stuff like that. Like that kid, yeah. the kid from the Seahawks got cut. Right. Because yeah, he yeah, like yeah. brought somebody in. Uh, so I think. He brought his girlfriend in. Yeah. He apparently, apparently tried to be super sneaky about it. Absolutely. And he dressed her up in like Seahawks like clothing. He did. He tried to pawn her off. He up. did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, and, and, you know, and he like issued an apology and said it was a yeah. dumb thing to do. And, you know. He was an undrafted rookie. Yeah. Too. He's a young, that, you young kid. <laughs> I mean, he's probably so hyped to be part of a team. He's like, oh, you know, check it out, you know. And then he's like, oh, you got to go. It's hard to blame him, you know. It's hard. But it's also also like the teams, especially like a team like the Seahawks, where they kind of run like a, you know, they run a tight ship over there. Like One of the better organizations in the league. Yeah, so I think they got to, you know, make a precedent and not be too – because I think that it could – because it could like – it could ruin a whole season right. or, you know, there yeah. might be no football. Um, so it'll be interesting if there is outbreak, if there is like, you know, guys going out to bars and stuff like that. Like yeah. it'll be interesting if the NFL says, well, you know, you guys messed up, you lose your bye week mm, you know, yeah. you're not paying, playing this week, this week's your bye week We're going to play this game during your bye week you know? So I- how are you guys in your league handling um, IR spots for uh, for COVID guys? That's a good. You, did you change anything? Because my league did make some changes. Yeah, this is something we brought up, and I think um, because our league has a whole bunch of things going on, so I think what we're going to do potentially is add a second IR spot because we have one. Um, yeah. And uh, we do, so we don't have like limits on waivers. We just do with waiver dollars. So that kind of prevents like, oh, you have a limit per week of who you can, how many people you can drop. So I think, you know, people will just have to be a little bit more active on that end. Um, but yeah, I think two IR spots seems fair. Like, I wonder I think if, if someone goes on like the COVID list though, would they get, would you be able to put them on the IR in the fantasy football sense? I I. I would assume so. I would assume so, right? It's going to be really weird because if you look at how the NFL has historically listed injuries for people that are sick, they don't usually say what they have. They just write illness. Yeah. So, you know, that could be really – I know there was contention in my league because we added the extra IR spot for COVID. But, you know, basically I said – and I'm the commissioner of my league. So I said I'm going to make myself the judge, jury, and executioner basically – you know, you're going to tell me you're putting the guy on the COVID IR and I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt unless there's, you know, emphatic evidence that the guy's not, they, you know, not like, going on. We saw COVID. him break his ankle in the game. <laughs> yeah. Like we saw it. Yeah. We saw the bone. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, I think um, uh, it's like one of those things like, I guess we won't know until it happens and exactly right. what. But the thing I'm a little worried about with our league uh, is we have our draft on Sunday is last year I fiddled with positions or something like that, like, or fiddled with like how many people are in one position or something like that. And it like reset like every adjustment we had made. I believe like, it was the, the schedule. The schedule. Yeah. And yeah. No, I so think it's, it's like changing the schedule does I, that. I'm a little, yeah. a little worried about adding the extra IR right now. I might do it once we, after we draft. Um, because I just don't want to have to go through and redo that schedule again. But yeah. I we yeah, we did talk about it. And I think most leagues, like in another league I am and they have they added an extra IR spot. So I think that's just what everybody's trying to do to make it fair. But yeah. who knows how yeah. to even regulate that and 
Um, we talked about that. And then we talked about like reimbursements, like for payment at the beginning of the season. Like if the, if the season craps out, you know, how, how far along oh, are you going to get yeah. before you can just shut down the payments yeah. or before you should yeah, dole them we out? Had, uh, we had our commissioner say like, he was thinking like after, like if we get through eight solid weeks, like after week eight, like whoever's, you know, like if it gets shut down, like whoever's, you know, winning the league wins and, you know, or whatever. But like, even that just seems kind of lame. Like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, yeah, I just think like I was in a basketball league actually um, right before COVID hit, like we were all, you know, playing, we were about to enter into the playoffs and then COVID hit. And then with the bubble, they didn't invite all the teams back to the bubble. So right, yeah. So there were some teams that weren't playing exactly, so like, and they have good players. Exactly, on. Like, even if the team sucks, they got guys that can yeah. put up thirty. Yeah, exactly. So we just said, you know what, screw it. Yeah, we'll shut it down. Nobody won anything. It's just you know we'll just go into next year. And we said like maybe next year we'll like double the amount of money we do. Um, you yeah. know, so like instead of fifty dollar buy-in, it's a hundred dollar buy-in this year or next year. So, <laughs> but yeah. I, I just think it's kind of lame to win a league because COVID shut down yeah. the league and just be like, no. oh, I was in first place halfway through the season. We're going to have a Super Bowl. The, the fantasy season will happen. And I mean, the, the real fact, season will happen. It might finish that, in March. but it, Yeah, yeah. but the fact that the owners are already like tempting uh, having fans there, there's going to be a full season. Like, yeah. is there hell or high water? And I know um, – you know, they had that whole like false neg or false positive thing scare. And now I feel like that's even more of a reason for them to be like, I mean, even if they test positive, they're probably negative, you know, like just go and play. I mean, they have these guys playing with brain injuries anyway. So right. I don't understand. I don't think they'll be so dramatic about it. I think like we were talking about, they'll either extend the season or they'll just shift by weeks or potentially play in the middle yeah. of the week or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. God. I, I was, yeah. No, sorry, I was just say you're in. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. sorry. Uh, I, well, I was just going to say, why the hell don't they stagger these games? I looked at the schedule and they're still yeah. all at 1 p.m. and 4.25. What are they doing? Why in yeah. the world would that be There's the no case reason. still? There's no reason. There's I'm no reason to scatter it. I'm upset about it. I'm legitimately. There's no reason to scatter it across the whole weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Like, Especially if there's going to be no college football. I mean, yeah. if there's no college football on Saturday, like you should be filling Saturday, Saturday and with Sunday, games and even Friday. You own the weekend, yep. NFL. Yep. Like, really, because start a game every hour on the hour. Yeah, yeah because like, what are you going to compete with? Like, maybe basketball for like the first couple of weeks. Like, I don't even know how when the basketball season will end, but like, I don't think you have necessarily the same fans. Um, baseball i guess for the first couple of weeks but like maybe on saturday you just don't do prime time yeah you know you have a morning and afternoon. The NFL, if you look at how the nfl has been over the last 10 years or so like right the reason why the owners love roger goodell so much is because he just has this massive expansion plan that i don't think is even close mm. to done like he put football on thursdays then he moved football to saturdays he brought football to mexico he brought football to england so I, I, I can't imagine that he's not sitting in his little man cave downstairs thinking like, well, I could put football on every oh, night of the absolutely, week. And, and, absolutely. And, you know, yeah, he's definitely making it a global sport. Uh, so when you do have, especially if you have it all these different times, then you're getting people from all over the world that are able to be like, oh, this isn't such an outrageous time to watch live football. Um well, yeah. for Christ's sake, I hope he is, you know, and do something good that we can all get behind, you know, like he does enough like tinkering and like hiding fucking stories and stupid uh, internal corporate bullshit that he really um, should do do a solid for the fans, not to mention treating Kaepernick like he was an asshole. Wow. And, and then he and then saying, exactly. oh, yeah, exactly. he's great. Yeah, I love him. Fucking yeah. No, he's come he's Neil, come Neil anytime you want. Goodell, the least Goodell can do for us is to space the games out on the weekend. Well, I mean, he's really great. And this like you were saying, like, this is why the owners love him. He's really great about maximizing viewership, fandom, and money coming in. Uh he's just really, really good at it. So like anytime he sees it's good for business, he's gonna flip flop that way. I mean, just yeah. like with the Kaepernick thing or just what which is, you know, I think that's kind of his role in a sense. 
Yep. Like, you know, is to go and just try to make the league as profitable as possible. Um, sure. I think he, he fumbles, he fumbles at sometimes on the punishments and the rules and the safety, but like when it comes to making money, he knows yeah. what he's doing. I've always and that's why he's not going to go anywhere. No, yeah, the owners aren't going to let him go. I mean, I'm an attorney, so I've always said that, you know, I think the punishment thing is a weird thing to look at because their collective bargaining agreement is always, a, has, and it's always forced the players into uh, to mandatory arbitration. Um, and, you know, you looked at the Tom Brady situation where that, that's what croaked Tom Brady because he was forced into mandatory arbitration. The NFL gets to pick the arbitrators. So the, the, the owners have always said like, that is, that's a, that, that is a non-negotiable part of the collective bargaining agreement. So that's why they love Goodell because they, they put him in, they let him make all the calls. The owners never have to look bad. Yeah. Um, and they just, he, he's the perfect guy for them. I mean, he's, he's the, you know, he's the perfect, um, you know, Voldemort for the league. Like he can just be as evil as he wants and, and the owners absolutely worship the guy. Oh yeah. And he's, and like on, in the draft and stuff, he like, he comes across as like a very likable guy, like a very like, yeah. uh, like, like, oh, like, Hey, I get it. You're booing yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. Guys, yeah. I get it. Too. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I love the fans. It's like, We're booing you because you're a snake. <laughs> um, but yeah. It'd be funny to you. It's... You shouldn't be on the joke. Oh, well, I mean, you saw how many fans were like, Oh, I just love being in his man cave. Oh, yeah. it's so fun and personable <laughs> and cool. It's like, this guy has so much more money than you. I don't. I don't like rooting for Dave Portnoy, but man, when when he uh, put up that money to get into uh, Goodell's house and Goodell shot him down, to, when he did, you catch that? When no. He, he, so Goodell had an auction, and, and it was an online auction, and I, oh, I think he yeah. donated. I think the the winner of the whoever the the prize was, you get to watch a Monday Night Football game. Yes. In his silly man game. I, I remember and that. Dave, Dave Portnoy put up like I want to say it was like like a quarter of a million dollars, some crazy yeah. amount of money that was probably like double or triple the next highest bid, and Goodell wouldn't take his money; he gave it back. <laughs> Is that the barstool sports? Guy? Yeah, it's the bar- uh, yeah, well, because so, like yeah. I, I think I think if he would have just been like the barstool sports guy, and like barstool yeah. like wasn't didn't have such an opinionated slant, and he wasn't such yeah. like a uh instigator and like you know i think he would have probably been like oh yeah come on in but like like goodell knew that that was an opportunity not to help the nfl or help charity it was an opportunity to help portnoy and his brand and and make him look good and make him look like and and you know obviously you would have probably came in and like said uncomfortable shit Yep. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. And I feel like he's not necessarily he like owns a sports like he like owns like a like poor man's kind of ESPN or a poor man's bleacher report. Yeah. And yep, uh exactly. like that's not a fan. No. You know, like yeah. That's kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, but it was it was funny because I don't want to root for that guy. Yeah. But at the same point, you know, it's kind of like seeing him get screwed over get by Goodell. It's like it's hard to root for Goodell. Yeah, so yeah, no, it's it's uh, and it, I, I think regardless, like I I could I I feel very strongly that they will get to a Super Bowl, and I think the only reason I feel that way is by watching baseball. Right. Yeah, they've been okay in baseball. Yeah, and I know there's like way more touching and stuff like that with with football and stuff like that but like like look at like i mean baseball they're still like standing right next to each other in the dugout like it isn't like they're not touching each other or using each other's stuff like i just don't see a massive problem unless there is like a huge outbreak and like half the league has covid then they might need to shut it down and then they then i think i'm sure they have like a bubble type emergency situation where they'll be like okay well we have this area we can go and just play games at this one stadium we're in a bubble we didn't want to get to this but this is the way we have to do it because we need to have a season yeah i don't know if they have anything like that in place now but i'm sure i'm sure they have something on the back burner i would be yeah i think there's way too much at least for the playoffs Um, yeah i think they'll they'll get to the playoffs and the playoffs will entirely be in a bubble. yeah good yeah, that would be great. I mean, we see how Pro- probably in Florida because the Super Bowl is already slated to be in. Tampa. Okay, yeah, that, I mean that would make sense. I mean, that's what they're doing the NBA thing, and it seems to be working very well. Yep, and I think that the spot where the NBA is at the Disney place, I think there are football fields there, 
So I think they could feasibly throw some playoff games there, put them in Tampa Bay, put them in Miami, put them in Jacksonville, um, and they wouldn't have to move too far. And the NFL playoffs is really only, what, like four yeah. weeks? So it would be they could do it re- pretty readily and quickly on that. Yeah, uh, it'll be out. interesting. Yeah, it'll happen. I I do I like how fluid they can be the NFL. So I think I I have faith there that they'll uh, figure it out. But I do think like just an an outbreak out from like one team and you're talking that's a problem for the entire league because that's two weeks. That's yeah. not just one week. That's two weeks. So right. it's like. Then, yeah, then you're yeah, then you're looking at like Super Bowl in March sort of situation. Yeah. I think well, that's okay though. They'll they'll figure it out. I mean, they can just press pause on things. I feel like oh for sure, yeah. for sure. But um, uh, Ryan, who what do you like for sleepers this year? Any uh, any can't miss sleeper? Yeah, I think my guy for sleeper that I I think I'm I uh, I'm definitely high on is um uh. Uh, the running back from uh, the Rams, uh, Cal uh, Cam Akers. Yes. Um, I think I think he's got huge up potential. I mean, you look at um, he was in Florida State last year, and um, they had a lousy offensive line, so he had a sort of a down senior year. But um, he's taken over for Todd Gurley, who was you know who was obviously banged up at his you know at, in his last tenure there. But um, I, I don't think you give up on Todd Gurley lightly. And uh, that offense is going to be heavily reliant on the run. I think. Um, I think he's. I think he's probably poised to be the rookie of the year. Um, and he's coming like pretty late in drafts. I. I, I think he's coming in. You know, somewhere around the the twentieth best running back. Um, I think he'll be right where Josh Jacobs was last year, where he had you know a massive up year. Um, I like him a lot. Um, I think it's not a sleeper, but I think Pat Mahomes is underrated. Um, hmm. I think most people really are you know in love with Lamar Jackson, and there's nothing with Lamar Jackson, not to love, but um, I think Mahomes is going to be the league MVP this year. Um, I think that team's going to be unstoppable. And I, I think Mahomes is, will go back to the only reason he didn't have the production he had last year that he did two years ago is because he was injured most of the year. Yeah. So I, he's, he's really high on my radar too. Yeah. And Ty, Tyreek Hill was out for a, a portion yeah. of last year yeah. too. Was he suspended? Uh, no, he got injured. No, right? he got injured he pretty early. Um, yeah. And I think that coincided also with Mahomes getting injured too. So, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think Mahomes will probably be the number one quarterback again. And, like, when he is or when he was, he would put up, like, the season uh, Jackson had last year. Yep. Yeah. He's um, ridiculous. And I think, yeah. I think Jackson, like, I think teams are going to start really, really planning for him. And I don't know if he's quite the passer that Mahomes is, at least not yet. So I think if, uh, you know, more and more teams can, like, plan their, you know, say, stop him, um, which is yep. why I think I think the Baltimore running backs I like. Um, sure. I, I like both those guys. I like uh, yeah. um, Ingram, and I, I like Dobbins, too, because I think yeah. Dobbins. Uh, Kenny Dixon, too. He's kind of – he's I think he's the third back in that uh, in that um, uh, uh, squad, and uh, I think they used, like, a second or third round pick on him a year or two ago, so – um, he didn't really do much last year, but I think he could all, yeah, they, they, they do a good job keeping the ball on the ground in Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I don't think Lamar Jackson can sustain running as much as he did last year. So I agree with you. I think that's a really good situation. Yeah. I think getting any of those guys where they're going, I think Dobbins, you might need to reach a little bit for, but I think Ingram is getting underdrafted for sure. Yeah. And, he had a good season last year. Yeah. And he, he had a really great. good season. And he, and he caught the ball quite well like I think a lot of people just see him as this big back but like he's actually a pretty good ball catcher and yeah and I think when Ken when Ken Dixon had the chance he played pretty well last year too so like with the offensive line and with so many teams keen in on Jackson I think the running backs and I like Marquise Brown too and I like um um Mark Mark Andrews Andrews. yeah I like Mark Andrews although I think uh both those, I think Marquise Brown, you probably can get a decent value on, but I think Mark Andrews, you're going to have to overdraft a little bit. Brown got kept in my league because we uh, we do an auction draft and mm-hmm. somebody took him off the waiver wire last year, so they kept him for five bucks, which is the cheapest you can keep for. But um, yeah, he's I think he's going to be a monster. I mean, he's he's poised to be in a he's in a really good system there. I think overrated guys though, like guys that I I'm staying away from. I am not buying the hype on Kyler Murray. Um, people love Kyler Murray. I mean, you, he's got DeAndre Hopkins now, who's awesome. Yeah. But um, I just, I, I mean, th- there's there's some weird expectation that he's going to have the same path that Mahomes and Jackson had. And I, it's just not the same offense. I mean, 
that offense is different. Another guy I'm not huge on is Derrick Henry. I think Henry was poised to be in a perfect situation where he was in a contract year and he was coming off a monster year. I think he won the, I think he won the rushing title last year. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's signed for a gazillion dollars and teams are going to, the teams are going to plan defenses entirely around him. Yeah. And I I went from thinking he was going to be a beast. And now I'm like, eh, he might be on the do not touch list. Well, where you have to draft him. Like, obviously if he falls to you at a certain spot, like all of a sudden he's hanging around in like the end of the second, early third, you know, you're like, Oh, "Oh, this is great value. Like, but yeah, I I hear what you're saying because there isn't much pass catching there. Um, That's exactly it. and, And I don't know if I fully trust um Tannenhill to be as good as he was last year although he looked really solid and they do have some good wide receivers they do I think a lot of people are really high on Johnny Smith as you know being that new Delaney Walker role um so it'll be interesting because like if Tannenhill doesn't play well then I think you know then that hurts Henry so much because then you have eight in the box constantly right I actually disagree with something you said too, Adam, about uh, Aaron Jones. I think Jones is going to have a big year. You know why? Um, there is such a um, there's such a, a crazy situation going on there with quarterback where I don't know. I, no, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be there much longer. And I, I feel weirdly like he's playing for his, you know, he's playing for his job at this point. And I think he's going to be super reliant on Jones to get him the ball, to get him in the end zone, to win games. I think Joe, and I think Jones had more rushing yards. I think he won the, no, he didn't win the rushing title. He had more tight end, uh, more uh, touchdowns last yeah. year. So yeah, crazy I think I'm, I'm high on Aaron Jones. Yeah. yeah I, I'm I just don't think he just can't repeat the touchdown total. I think it was a bit of an anomaly. And um, to your point about Rogers not being there and, and if uh, he wants to, um, you know, win games. I feel like based on his personality, he's going to put the, put the burden on his own shoulders. Um, that's just yeah. my read on it. And I don't know that he's as talented as he was years ago. I, I yeah, I think, you know, obviously they're going in a different direction. I, I, I do agree that I think Aaron Jones will get plenty of opportunities. Um, the reason I wasn't so excited about having him as my RB one, this is number one. Um, <laughs> that's a tough situation um, too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but the real reason you showed um, you showed the camera a Bears shirt. Let the red show. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, but I think um, I think you're right. I think they are heading more towards a running offense opposed to the gunslinging, you know, Aaron Rodgers show type of offense. I totally agree. I think uh, Aaron Jones is a good back. I think he's you know good at catching the ball. Um, I just worry that they drafted a running back, A.J. Dillon, uh, fairly early in the draft last year. Um, They kind of had a weird draft overall, um, but that sends a little bit of concern to me that uh, maybe he's going to be the guy of the future, kind of like the quarterback they drafted. I don't know. Um, Because A.J. Dillon is pretty talented. and um, I I just think there's a lot of – I just think – it could be one of those situations where they keep Aaron Jones fresher and he becomes even more efficient, which could be a good thing. Um, I'm just not as excited about him as I would be um, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, or who is uh, um, Joe Mixon. I think he's in that tier right below them with uh, – who was it? Uh, David Johnson and – yeah, J- the guy from uh, Arizona, a talented guy, K- Kenyon Drake. Yeah, Kenyon I'm Drake, with you. Yeah. He's he's a talented guy. Um, I I like him as a player, but there's just no way he he repeats that that touchdown, touchdown. Uh, streak. Yeah, and so I, love- I just I don't like him as a first rounder. You know, I love him as a third rounder, um, or a late maybe second. maybe a second. Yeah, depending on who else is there or who I got in the first. But I yeah, I love him as a talent. I de- I think it's definitely his job. Um, Dylan might eventually eat into that, but it's hard to say that. Oh, and also um, a, a good amount of Jones's biggest games came when Devonte Adams was hurt, came through the passing right. game. So that's something to look out right. uh, for think because he's still Adams gonna, is healthy right now. I still think he's going to get a decent amount of reception in the PPR league. He's definitely more I'm, valuable. I'm just saying he's not worth the first rounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty true. Um, 
what do you guys think has to happen in order for us to see Jordan Love as a start, starting quarterback in uh, Green Bay? What what would cause an injury? That? Injury. I don't think there's. You don't think they'd move on? No. There's no way in hell that that franchise has a healthy Aaron Rodgers and in his rookie year, Jordan Love is starting. I think that happens two maybe next year or the year after, kind of like how Aaron Rodgers sat around for Brett Favre. And I don't think it's just, uh, you know, the game itself or who they feel should be playing. It's the fandom and what would happen if Aaron Rodgers was healthy and maybe they lose their first couple of games and they're like, let's put Jordan Love in. I think fans would lose their shit um, because they like Aaron Rodgers just as much as they like Brett Favre. I mean, and if, if Brett they were Favre like, was definitely, a, you know, not the guy he was at the end of his career either. Um, but they still didn't put Aaron Rodgers in. They still let him. And I think Jordan Love is still a little bit of a developmental project. Yeah, it would be a perfect storm, I think, to see uh, Jordan Love um, at the helm this year if it didn't have anything to do with an injury. I think it might might have to involve um, Love getting some playing time um, and maybe Rodgers having some kind of blow up with the coaches and then the fans being like, okay with it, you know? Yeah, I think that would be, it would, because Rodgers already kind of banged heads with the coach there to begin with. So I think that we, it would have to be some crazy if it wasn't an injury. It is kind of weird though, to see like, you know, right now, I mean, you look at Rogers and breeze and Brady and, you know, those guys in, and Roethlisberger to some extent um, and rivers. And, you know, those guys are all probably first ballot hall of famers. And the first team that seems to be moving on, if you take Brady away from that, you know, that situation is totally different, but you know, it's weird to see green Bay as the first team to be moving on from, from yeah. those guys, because I think they're, they're ready to put a guy in for place. sure for at least they're at least putting all the puzzle pieces in there. And, uh, uh, and it's really weird because Aaron Rodgers is the youngest out of all those guys. <laughs> By, by quite a bit. Yeah, he is. Yeah, by yeah. a lot, I think. Yeah, by um, a lot. It's jerk. <laughs> yeah. But I think he um, – I think Breeze – I think New Orleans is getting there too. And I think by having Jameis there, I think by having um, Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. They paid so much money to Taysom Hill. I don't I don't. I think it's – they really like what he's able to bring to that offense with an aging Drew Breeze. And I think even with Jameis Winston yeah. – I think if the two of those guys start playing together, I think that could be really dangerous because both those guys, um, you know, have some wheels. I mean, Jameis Winston, not as much, um, but he's still definitely more mobile and a bigger guy than uh, Drew Brees. So I'm, I'm a little interested to see if Brees gets hurt or if Brees becomes a little bit ineffective at times if they do bring uh, Jamison, because I, his, even though he had 30 interceptions last year, he also had like what 30 touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, and he also, he also had the most uh, <laughs> passing yards in the league. Um, I love the Jameis Coaster. Oh, it's great. Ugh. It's so yeah. fun. I think he starts on probably a half a dozen. Oh, for right sure. Now. I mean, I, I think he, oh, for yeah. sure. He's not. Oh, no, he, he's, he's just wildly inaccurate, which I think a lot of teams. He's just not on their list of possibilities because of that. Yeah, he's and just I think crossed off. I think Bruce Arians would have been a good coach for him, maybe like ten years ago, when Bruce Arians might have had like the patience to like spend the time to like really develop him. But yeah, now Bruce Arians care. is just like, I just want to win. I just want to play my style of football. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think Sean Payton. <laughs> Is I think that's a really good fit for him, and I think even if he doesn't end up yep. doing much for New Orleans, I think he becomes a better quarterback playing with Peyton, and then also playing under Breeze and learning from him. I think Bruce Arians is ready to win oh, a Super Bowl right that's... now, and it's, he, this is—I mean, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl this year, he may never see one. But yeah. I mean, he's—he got there once, but yeah, he's—I mean. And I, I don't know. I don't know where to put the, the Bucks it's in that hard. division. I, I still think that, yeah, it's very tough. I think New Orleans is still the best team in that division. Probably. But, but um, the Bucks have an improved yeah, defense. I, um, yeah, their defense is a lot better. And their offense oh, is a yeah, lot I mean, better. They're right going to be good. I mean, Brady at 43 is better than, you know, 90% of the quarterbacks sure, at 25. Sure, for sure. Um, and I think there's life in Gronkowski, and they've built a bunch of receivers around those guys. I think those oh, guys they have all the targets down. in the world there. So, yeah, because they still have O.J. Howard, too. Yeah. Yeah. They have three tight ends. Yeah, Cameron Brates. Yeah. Well yeah, who's uh, a valuable well. pass yep. catcher. But, 
Yeah, so that's something to look out for. I can't wait to watch the Bucks this year. It'll be fun. Patriots be fun. South. Yeah. <laughs> Patriots. Um, I'm going to punch okay. out, but Tim, before I punch out, I want to ask you how many wins the Browns this year? Double or nothing. Oh, man. Dude. I like the Browns this year. I was really low on the Browns last year, but I, I like the Browns this year. They're better coach. They're, I think everybody's counting them out. It's a weak division. I, I think they can win eight double, games. But, double or oh, nothing they make the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they got to get Odell Beckham Jr. under wraps, I think. Uh, and I, I think it's make or break for Baker Mayfield, and uh, they, they'll be okay. But I, I do like the Browns this year. I'll give them. I'll give them eight wins. I'll take if the. I think the over under is is set at eight and a half. I'll take. I'll take. I'll take the over. I'll give them nine okay. wins. I, I like them too. I think uh, um, there there is uh, they have an easier schedule than I think they did last year. Um, and I, I, I do think Baker Mayfield actually, um, becomes a, a actual fantasy player this year, opposed to last year where I don't think anybody after a couple of weeks could really even feel safe starting him. Yeah. Yeah. He's improved. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Thanks awesome. a lot. Thanks for having me on. Good to, same here. Good to see you. Good to see you guys. Nice to yourself. see you. Take Thanks care. a lot. Yeah. Well, uh, Adam, we should jump off. It's been an eventful hour here live on Get Vocal. Feel free to join uh, if you're listening to this. And, that was uh, fun. You want to hop on? Yeah, what a great time. Re- what a really nice guy. Yeah. That's cool. Great guy. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you. Enjoy your drafts if you're drafting this weekend. Here we go. Knock me down.